1: Or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep tight stories.
0: Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids.
1: Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R.ai. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR, talent, time, and payroll.
3: Wow, I definitely enjoy sharing information. That's one of the goals of Money Making Conversations. So I say welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I do interview and provide consumer and balance and business owners access to interviews with celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. The challenges you face. In your life are different So stop reading other people's success stories And start writing your own Really Now you can be motivated Let me tell you something You can be motivated by their success All right Because their stories can offer direction And help you reach your goals Through your planning And your committed effort But it has come down to You being you and not trying to be somebody else. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is on the phone. I am excited because, you know, he's a he's a gamer. He's a he's a chef. He's all these. Let me just let me get the credits out right quick. My next guest is a Chinese American actor, host, chef. Singer songwriter who hosts a very popular YouTube cooking show called Feast of Fiction with his co-host Ashley Adams. They create their real life interpretation of fictional dishes to pay homage in a genuine geeky and lively way. That's pure genius, right there. I'll just tell you right now, the, the the fact that they came up with that and are doing it is pure genius. He is on the show to talk about their new cookbook, their new cookbook, the Feast of Fiction Kitchen, their Feast of Fiction popular YouTube channel and his role in Disney's new live action movie that he's co-starring in called Mulan. Maybe you've heard of that. Mulan. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Jimmy Wong. How you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Glad to have have you have me on, and thank you for the very kind words as
3: well. Kind words, come on now, Jimmy. What you, Jimmy, what you're not going to do is get, come on the show, laid back. I've seen all this energy. I've seen. I've seen silliness. <laughs> I've seen you take a pie in the face. I know you're a gamer. Now you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate the nice complimentary <laughs> statements that you say about me. So what? What, what Jimmy? Am I going to get? I'm, I'm going to get Jimmy that, that's exciting. That makes me laugh, and I go, "He crazy. He's a nut He's a fool that I see on YouTube channel. Who is the real Jimmy? Maybe I should ask you that question.
2: The real Jimmy is probably someone that has too much on his plate at any one given time.
3: Now, when you say too much on your plate, what does that
2: mean? Well, I mean, last week was quite an interesting one, given the current world circumstances. Yes, sir. Um, Actually, this whole, you know, last two months has been interesting. Mulan was originally slated to come out on March 27th, mm-hmm. which obviously was pushed because yes, we want to keep everyone safe. Yes, sir. The cookbook, however, is a physical print thing and a digital thing, and so that actually didn't need to change its release date, which was last week uh, on April 28th, mm-hmm. so... You know, there's been a lot of releases and stuff around all that. You still have to do all the promotion. You're not going out and doing a book tour, but you right. still need to be very much up to date on interviews and everything else. And just make sure you get the word out there because selling a book is, you know, it's no one easy, simple task, unfortunately.
3: Well, you have a, you have a, the great thing about it is that uh, I've been fortunate. I managed Steve Harvey, and we had three number one uh, bestsellers. Our first book sold over three million copies. Act like a lady, think like a man. It was translated in thirty languages. So I know what you mean. It's a lot of work. A lot of people would love to think that you just write a book and people buy it. You have to promote it. You have to <laughs> no. you have to be in their face. And and unfortunately, in this situation, you can't do any book signings, which really does enhance book sales and also allows you to meet your fans. So And so, like I said, the book is available now. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're doing a lot of Zoom interviews for the book, correct?
2: Yeah, Zoom interviews, Skype, Google Hangout, you name it. Basically, if you can video in somewhere, people (laughs) would love to have you. Or, or, you know, phone interviews and stuff like this. So Mm -hmm. whatever works.
3: Right. Before we get to the, the to the to the YouTube channel in the book, let's go back to the movie Mulan. OK, you know, mm-hmm. Disney is big into live action. You know, this last year, Lion King starring Beyonce came out. It made over a billion dollars at the box office. Aladdin with Will Smith. It made over a billion. And then we had in 2017, The Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. Now mm-hmm. we have Mulan coming out. Now, I'm a big fan of the of the uh, 1998 Mulan, which starred uh, Eddie Murphy. Now that character, the the dragon sidekick that Eddie Murphy played in that movie, will not be in this live action version. Correct.
2: Yes, correct. That is not uh, Eddie Mushu, that the the beloved dragon sidekick from the original Mulan, is not in this new movie.
3: Okay, but you play the beloved uh, Ling, correct.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are some things that are fault, that um, have translated over from the original. Mm-hmm. It's an adaptation. It's not a straight one for one recreation. Uh, it's also different than that. This version is not a musical. Mm-hmm. So this is actually the first Disney live action remake that takes, I think, more significant steps away from just doing a full on sort of like carbon copy paste of the original. This has been sort of a reimagining, a re- Restructuring a little bit of reskinning of what the original movie was to something that's a bit more culturally authentic Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. obviously a lot more action filled. If you saw the trailers. Mm -hmm.
3: So, with with that being said, when I when I go through your bio, I see actor, I see host, I see chef, I see singer-songwriter, I see gamer. What what what? Any any particular lanes that you favor when I when I when I shout them out like that?
2: I think hosting and gaming are the two that uh, I'm the most adjoined to or the most like comfortable with gaming is something that I've just been doing since a very very young age and it's also something I often find is tangential to the hosting gigs I get or the things that opportunities I see you know and hosting is something that comes really naturally to me I'm someone that's podcasted for a decent amount of time so being able to just present information in a clear concise way to people is something that I like doing and it comes naturally to me um, I love acting, too. Don't get me wrong. Why well, I moved to L.A. originally was to be an actor, but it's not an easy world out there for Come on any minority groups in general. <laughs> on, I'm, I'm a minority. I, is, know, is, I know. I know. For actors, so. mm-hmm.
3: As you get older, the opportunities get even less and, and for a minority. True. And so and so but so you see the value of having multiple streams of income or multiple streams of opportunity. And you would preach that to people who are trying to pursue any, any lane of uh, entertainment that you're in, especially acting, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I'm in a very unique position. I don't think most people can just pick up their lives and say, I'm going to do five different things at once right now. But entertainment is a very fluid industry. And for me, you know, the reason I started pursuing making a, a cooking show and hosting and doing all sorts of other things that were sort of running parallel to the acting industry was because of the lack of opportunity. But at the same time, you know, new boot booming industry at the same time when I came to LA was the YouTube content creation one. So for me, it, it made perfect sense to, at the very least, see what that world had to offer and see if I had a place in it or if there's something I was comfortable with, and then sort of reevaluate and constantly be shifting and nimble on your feet when it comes to developing out what your brand is.
3: And your brand your brand is very diverse. Let's, let's talk about Mulan a little bit because of it's a big Disney Mm -hmm. movie comes with a lot of it's going to open strong domestically it's going to be worldwide and we know what we're dealing with from a pandemic standpoint it may even damage the uh the uh the the uh, the China market which is a which is an incredibly Mm -hmm. uh uh, fast amount of money comes out of that particular uh, movie industry over there so when you get an Mm -hmm. opportunity you you, you were cast for this how do you how do you how do you lay that down? Do you do you see it as just a stepping stone, one of the many things that come into your life, or you or you weigh the importance of what it can do for your brand right now? Because you are a brand, right, Jimmy?
2: I, I guess yeah. I guess you could describe my essence as a brand. It's the sort of thing that you are constantly keeping in mind when you go out to make videos or to even approach other brands to see if they would like to sponsor your content. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to think of yourself as more than just like a person. You're a personality, an influencer. There are a lot of different ways to skin it. Um, when it comes to a movie like Mulan, you, I think the first impression that I had when I got the role was right. like, this is it. This is my big break. <laughs> it's sort of the language that is commonly used for actors in Hollywood and the movies and writing and all that. Um, and you know, that was almost three years ago at this point, that I first found I was going to be in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next year I filmed it and then another year and stuff of post-production. So over time you get to sort of resample that same plate, that same dish that got you so excited in the first place and get a little more context to get a little more understanding about what it means for you and what your career is and all that stuff. And I think the, the most important fact that was currently that I've been, I've realized, especially after this delay is that this movie is obviously a big milestone. It's a stepping stone. It's, it's a lot of different things, but what it isn't going to do is be the one thing that breaks it all open because that's not solely on the movie to do, you know, you as a person, you know, my character's name is Ling. My character's name is not Mulan. I'm not the main character of the movie. I'm a side character, but I'm in a lot of the movie. So I need to make sure that I manage my expectations and also understand where I'm coming from. When I go out to promote the movie and talk about it and also understand that, like, hey, this isn't going to instantly make you famous. Nothing really does unless it's like a sex tape or something. But what this will do is provide opportunities. And if you're able to, you know, manifest what you want from those opportunities or take advantage of those situations that arise, then you're going to find yourself in a much more comfortable position because you are at least in more control of what's happening instead of just sort of saying, hey, I hope this makes it all work and then letting the sort of the river flow from there.
3: Well, it's really important because it is a, you know, it's a, for instance, you know, being I'm African American, when certain movies come out that specifically impact who I am as a person, who I am as a, mm-hmm. a my race, it, it puts an extra layer of importance on there. Is this, is this movie important to you? Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, I, I was interviewed by another African American on the red carpet, and he was like, How excited are you? And I was like, I mean, how excited were you when Black Panther came out? <laughs> he said, very sad. Like, yeah, I mean, like, we go can on. share some go of those emotions. Oh, hey, right no, Jimmy,
3: Jimmy, Jimmy. That, 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 that was our movie now. That, that's our movie now. You know, Black Panther. Yeah, was I mean, a- yeah, right.
2: Like, I mean, here's the thing when you are a marginalized group or a minority and you don't have as much representation as the majority, then you kind of just have to, even let's say, Black Panther was, I love Black Panther, by the way. I thought it was a great movie. But let's just say in an all reality, Black Panther was a bad movie. Yes, just, yes, It mm-hmm. was just bad. Mm-hmm. The writing was bad. The, everything was bad. It would still, in a lot of ways, have to become people's de facto movie because just there hasn't been anything else that exists like it. So that's like the position that I think marginalized groups and minority groups are put in that people don't realize is that sometimes you can't ask for, you know, the world. when you get something like this, sometimes you just have to clasp your hands and go, man, I really hope this is good because we really don't have that much else out there representing us. I can however say with confidence that both black Panther and Mulan are great movies. So it's amazing to be able to say, Oh, great. That's awesome. This is going to be a good movie. Uh, it's going to represent a lot of people in a lot of cultures, but more importantly, open the doors for more filmmakers and young ones, especially to come out there and say, Hey, I want to make a movie about my Asian culture or my blank culture and hopefully be empowered by movies like this existing to say that they can.
3: You, you, you say it well, my friend. I'm talking to Jimmy Wong. We'll be right back with the the Feast of Fiction kitchen. We're going to talk about the cookbook more in detail. I pulled five recipes that I want to talk about from the book, hey. I want to talk about this this whole phenomenon of launching a YouTube channel that has over 1.2 million, almost 1.3 million subscribers, uh, eight years in the making. Uh, we'll be right back with Jimmy Wong. Uh, hey man, you're, you're you're game changer, Jimmy. Can I get can I put that part? of you? Let me add that to your bio. Game changer. Be right back with more, Jimmy Wong. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
0: it's finally here, the season of celebration, and no matter how you celebrate with family and friends.
1: T E R dot A I.
3: Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I am on the he's on the phone. Uh you know, when you when you look at an individual <laughs> and you talk to them and you and you begin to create a relationship, my relationship with him is information I w- w- read on Wikipedia, videos I saw on YouTube. And but you, when you peel back, you realize that he's more than just an actor. He's a humanitarian. He's a person who has an opinion. And he uh, also a guy who fall back a, a, a racist situation. I just want to talk about touch on this a little bit before we get into YouTube, channel because I think it was important because as minorities, you know, a lot of people don't understand the things that we have to deal with. And I wanted to go back to that situation Mm -hmm. that happened to you in college and how you felt about it. And uh, and give us some detail and then how you reacted to it, which led to a very popular uh, music video that you created. Talk to us about that, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand as a minority that they, they might think it's funny and cute but it really plays back in a different manner when this affects us. Talk to us, Jimmy.
2: Yeah, well, that's a great thats a great way of uh, describing how I felt it at the time, too. Uh, back in 2011, right after college, uh, I was in Los Angeles trying to pursue it as an actor. And after a year of sort of, you know, just fiddling around, not really doing much, I decided, you know, let's make some music videos, let's make music. And right around that time, there was a sorority student from UCLA that decided that she was going to launch on her own content creation uh, kick. And it would start by vlogging from her computer about people and things that she did not like. And the very first video she ever made, and the only video she ever made for that matter, Was uh, about Asians in the library and specifically how loud they were being and how disruptive that she felt they were being when she was trying to study for her own work. And she created a racist caricature impression of them as well in the video. And it unfortunately for her backfired quite magnificently. The video itself went viral. News outlets everywhere picked it up immediately going, Who is this person? And why are they being such a dumbo? Essentially, no one really called her a dumbo and, you know, to her face. Right, (laughs) Um, and death threats were flying in and this person was receiving a lot of flack for this video she posted because it was very clearly just racist in nature Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. in in like a very benign way this person in retrospect just was trying to make a comedy vlog and clearly didn't realize that her brand of humor was not only offensive but it was a caricature of one that was based heavily in racist stereotype right so as a result I made a music video that sort of took the entire encounter and reframed it and tried to give her an out, if that makes sense. Just say like, hey, what you were saying, you know, everyone's misunderstanding you. I just get it. You're trying to say that you love us, blah, blah, blah. And I sort of put it into a song and took it in a satirical slash farcical way where I basically mocked her. But encouraged her and glorified her at the same time <laughs> as a result that response to a very vitriolic situation went viral and five million uh, you know views. It,
3: don't, 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 don't see people just throw that word out there viral five million <laughs> views is a is a phenomenon okay that's a that's a slap in the face that you that you should have done that and people reacted to it and it will do you see that was that was key to you, your creative sense that okay man what i do people react to it because, you know, we all need that little stepping stone of going, man, I, I have talent. Uh, I just want somebody to understand it. And you did this just like as, a, as an improv moment, I guess, of, of creativity. And it yeah. went viral. What was the next yeah, step after I, that?
2: After that, I, I sort of describe it to people as like a tidal wave that hit my career. But I wasn't strong enough or, you know, in this case, mature enough and had enough years in the industry to know how to ride the wave. I was just sort of carried along by it, which is just as fine, especially if you're starting out, Um, just because that wave of activity and attention and potential, you know, really exploded and it was great to see it happen. And all because I think it was a common thread and something I still see today, which is people, especially marginalized groups and minorities need a voice and they need a way to be able to communicate their needs and wants to the world in a way that's going to be heard and respected And, you know, we still see this every single day uh, in modern America with Black Lives Matter and with the recent outbreak of, you know, racist attacks against Asians. Like, there Mm -hmm. are still so many issues Mm -hmm. that people Mm -hmm. need. You know, we need strong voices to be able to speak out, to be able to stand behind. And I didn't realize it when I made the video. But what I did was addressing a sore spot in what what has now sort of Materialize itself in modern day America Is like hey this is still a very much a real Source spot that it still exists and that there's a lot Of fear and xenophobia mm-hmm. and how do We combat that in a way that's not just You know taking an eye for an eye
3: First of all congratulations for standing up Congratulations for doing it in a creative Manner and congratulations for it impacting And you know not so much changing People but making people aware that's all That's all you can do you can't change A person but if you can make them aware And make them think about what their actions It, it can make a difference and slow down down, that level of ignorance that pe- minorities often have to deal with on a regular basis, is a lot of people go, "What's the big deal?" It's always a big deal. Yeah. When, you, when you walk in a room, totally. and you you know, I always tell people, I walk in a room, I'm a black man, I'm black. You know, it, it, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't think I'm white. You can't think I'm Jewish. You can't think I'm Italian. You can't think I'm some other disguise, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I deal with that and I, and I champion myself when I realize there's a responsibility that comes with that. And because of that, I don't allow it to, to, to become the driving force to why I'm successful. I'm successful because I've been blessed with a lot of talents and you've been blessed with a lot of talents too, Jimmy. And I transition that to the whole YouTube channel that you launched in 2020 Mm -hmm. 2011 with Ashley Adams
2: tell us because that's a phenomenal that's a big that's a big
3: deal it's the same year but that's a big deal because it started as an idea but now 1.3 million subscribers that's a money making conversation right there (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it started off as like a passion slash question slash you know need like my brother and I were sitting around the kitchen table going what does the internet need that doesn't have right now and this is 2011 after I'd made the music video and tried music out on YouTube for a while and it wasn't that it didn't feel as sustainable or as fun as I wanted it to be and so my mind started hopping to the next thing which is like what can I do now that's that's interesting and fun to me and the cooking show just had to be on the list and so we launched Feast of Fiction then, and it's just sort of been like a steady progression of a passion project slash love uh, between myself and my co-host, Ashley, for the past eight years. And about two years ago, we were like, you know what, it's time. Let's make a cookbook. I think we have the skills necessary. We don't want to do it too early. Right. You know, we were still rookies. And so we were like, I think we're mature enough. I think we understand this this market and what we want to do here and how we want the book to look specifically as creators. Um, and so we launched into it and made a book and, you know, that again, like you said, it's not just sitting down and writing something that took two years of editing photos, working with a publisher and it finally released
1: in 2020,
2: two years after we started it.
3: Now, let me ask you this about the YouTube channel, 1.3 million subscribers. Where along the way you went, wow, this is a business. This is, <laughs> you know, you know, because like I say, you just sitting in the kitchen with your brother trying to think of an idea of what's the next step, what's missing. You come up with this brilliant idea. And, I, and I, I don't laugh when I say that. This is a brilliant idea, my friend. Obviously, 1.3 million people think so, too. And were your talents at all tied to cooking or baking? Because I know you you give you're a gamer and you give all credits over there to Ashley. How did that relationship come about? And how did you start saying that this is truly a direction that's going to catch on?
2: No, it was, we were at Disneyland, of course, of the happiest of all places <laughs> uh, for a mutual friend's birthday. And we didn't know each other. And at that time I was still formulating the idea in my head. I met Ashley her what she did. She showed me a couple of pictures of these like little fun cakes that she made for her friends using fondant and, you know, the sort of stuff you see on cake boss. And I was like, wait, this is perfect. Do you want to come and help me out and make a recipe? And before I knew it, I just sort of de facto made her my co-host. <laughs> right. But I think that the moment that we realized, that I realized at least that this was a business, um, was the moment that a brand approached us and went, Hey, do you want to do something together? And we can pay for it. But if you guys are cool with it, then we're cool with it too. And it took a while, right? It was like a few years before brands started picking up. And when I first made the show, I was like, you know what? What movie wouldn't want this? This is great promotion. It's organic. The entire show is based off of other franchises. So no one's going to question if you support or sponsor a franchise. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen at first because I think the show was still picking up steam and maybe it was sort of a newer industry for that sort of stuff. But after a while, you know, after doing a couple of brand deals, I looked at the whole operation and went, you know what? This is something that we could scale up. This is something that we could just make more than just a hobby for fun. Because um, I actually wanted to be a TV host when she came here originally. And so this was definitely in line with her dreams. And right. It was fun for us to do without having to worry so much about turning a profit or whatever for the first couple of years because it's just, again, a, a, a passion project.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the book, okay? Because of the fact that um, is t- is it have five recipes that I liked. I, liked, I well, First of all, I love the book. Okay, these are five recipes because I want to cook immediately after reading the book. <laughs> um, the shrimp cocktail, which is I, I, for some reason, if you if you go, in a, yeah, a, you know uh, going to a restaurant and I order a shrimp cocktail, it's something about it. it's such a simple dish. That is so tasted me that I love it. And that's from Beetlejuice. That's on page fifty-three, the movie Beetlejuice. That's when the shrimp start dancing mm-hmm. around, <laughs> and then you uh 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 entree to my heart, the crabby sliders from SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my God, I I gotta make that the Tiana Tiana's gumbo from um, Princess and the oh, Frog. Yeah and then uh, that
2: gumbo
3: is legit oh hey look here i read the recipe i'm from houston texas by way of louisiana so i would not be oh, telling nice. you i would not be telling you i'm gonna make gumbo if i didn't look at the recipe and go oh this is crap <laughs> this is crap no no no. <laughs> i looked at the recipe jimmy y'all, you guys are the real deal you're the real deal okay <laughs> and then uh the thing I, i'm I, I love oatmeal cookies to death my friend that's my favorite Cookies, oatmeal. So when I saw the giant oatmeal cream pie from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you had me, brother. You had me. But oh, then you baby. closed out. You closed out with this one. For my, one of my all-time favorite shows with the worst ending in the history of TV, Game of Thrones. The Lemon Cakes. Oh, nice. The Lemon Cakes. So... Oh, Rashawn McDonald, and what I'm gonna do is, uh, you know, what I, I I got, I got, I got 784,000 Facebook followers. 89% of my followers are female, and I always post food. I'm gonna post your book if you don't mind. Tell everybody to buy it. I'm i I'm am I'm gonna make a couple of these recipes and, and and post them on my social media because Jimmy, I'm a fan. If Ashley ever has time to come on the show, please invite her on the show. I just wanted to bring you on the show and just you know let's slow it down. Talk about your story. Talk about and I haven't touched the entire story, but I just want to touch enough of it to let people know how special you are as, a, as an individual, man, because, you know, you, you, you're you breaking ground, my friend. And and you're doing it with, with in, a, in a high level of respect. You're doing it in a money making conversation and you're a leader. And that's why I wanted to bring you on Money Making Conversation. Congratulations on Mulan. Congratulations on the YouTube channel. Feast of Fiction Kitchen, the book. Uh, I'm going to push it as hard as I can, because not that you need my help, but I'm just going to be a little a (laughs) little a little bit of help. For the bigger picture Is that cool Jimmy? <laughs> well you
2: know You know how it goes We will always take The help that we are given So I appreciate it man And you know Ashley's from Austin as well So she's right around the corner
3: Oh absolutely She's a Texas girl Well I gotta get her On the show yeah. My friend
2: uh, well, thank Absolutely you.
3: I'm want i glad I know the first time we met First time we talked I want you to consider To be a friend Of the Money Making Conversation You have some other projects Coming out uh, later on this year And uh, if you want to Come back on the show Please come on Because I Will not get enough Of talking about you and I, I can also dig into some of that gaming area of your career that we didn't talk about on this. But we want uh, to talk about yeah, the man. book, we want to talk about that book, we want to talk about the movie, we want to talk about your impact and standing up for who you are as a person and who you represent as a people. Keep winning, Jimmy Wong. Thank you for coming on my show.
2: Thanks, brother. Much appreciated, man. You too. Have a great day.
3: If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversations, go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald, I'm your host.
1: Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R.ai. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment.
2: We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.